0: Welcome back to another episode of That's Business. Today's episode is going to feature how to transition careers. This is the number one question I get asked every single day, being a resume writer, career coach, and in that field, owning the resume rescue, what careers can I transition to? What skill sets do I have that would make me appealing to other industries? So what I wanted to focus on today is how you can do that. What are some examples of those? And tangible action items on that. Now, to give you a quick background on me, when I was graduating high school, I thought I was going to be a journalist. I thought, hey, I've been a good writer. Let's figure this out. Let's go to school journalism. My senior year, I changed my mind because I realized I didn't want to work nights and weekends and holidays. So I changed my mind to be an FBI criminal investigator. I've always been very observant. I've always had a passion for it. Let's do that. I was also a big fan of criminal minds at the time and originally i wanted i went to penn state i got my degree and thought that was my career path fbi criminal investigator well then sophomore year i had the realization i have a hard time with abuse and i get attached to people that have kind of these horrible situations And since that was going to be my every single day, I thought, hmm, maybe this is not the career path for me. So sophomore year, after crying my eyes out to my mother, I said, maybe I should change careers and change my degree. So ultimately, she had actually found a degree in industrial organizational psychology. So I didn't put myself behind in college. It was still aligned with my career path, just my specialty was changed. So it did not put me far behind. And then when I graduated. I fell into recruiting. So, I had had an internship my junior year to be a B2B sales and recruiter, which I was really good at, but I didn't love it. After college, I got this job opportunity to work in defense recruiting. As any of you that have listened to this podcast know my story, but I had an industrial organizational psychology degree. And after that, I was like, hmm, I'm pretty good at recruiting. So, let's keep going. I moved into technical recruiting. And then I thought, well, I really like helping military veterans. Maybe I should specialize in that. So I started my master's degree to get it in, me- in military psychology with the focus of wanting to help veterans transition, get into the roles they wanted, and have the confidence to do so. And then, as you know the story, I got fired from my job. I was like, huh, maybe I'll write resumes. We'll do that. And as you've heard before... I started writing resumes as a side business as just a sparked idea. But if you would have told me at 18 years old that this is what I would be doing, I would have laughed in your face. So now transitioning the conversation into what I see from professionals. I get people age ranges 18 up to 58. Some people I've worked with in their 60s. But really what's happening is too many professionals stay in their career that they're not happy in because they feel they're stuck in this and this is what they're supposed to do. Nobody talks about this, but if you do decide to go to college and you do get a degree, so many people are not even doing what their degree is in. I have a friend who I love dearly, dearly who graduated with a degree in neuroscience, realized his senior year, it's not what he wants to do. He still got the bachelor, still went through with it. And then he realized he had a passion for being a developer. So he went back to college, he got a few certifications, and now he's a developer, has nothing to do with his undergraduate degree. And this is where if you're not feeling your degree, that's okay. And if you didn't go to school and you're still not feeling your career, hey, guess what? That's okay too. But transitioning careers is super scary. I mean, Depending on how old you are, different generations say you should stay at a job, you should never leave, you stay there for life. And that was the case years ago. But that's not what it is now. It doesn't have to be scary to transition careers because you do have a lot of skills that align with it. And here's some basic, I came up with a few things I think are best practices for what you can do when you're transitioning industries. Going back to basics, shadow someone. Do you have a family friend? Do you have an actual friend? It does not matter who. Do you admire someone that you want to shadow them and kind of learn what they do day to day? A lot more people are open to networking or giving you some insight in that. And that's where you really will learn the day to day. And there's no better way to understand that than just engulfing yourself in that work. Shadowing is just so huge and a lot of people are open to it. You also want to do your research. Now, if you have a passion, if you're someone that has something on the personal side that you're very passionate about, whether that's like animals or anything in the environment or anything, politics, I mean, this is where you can transition careers and do your research for what your job options are. Think of every tangible product. I'm looking at a glass right now. Someone manufactures that. Someone does sales. Someone works at the plant. I mean, all those details there. I'm looking at my iPhone. Someone made that. Someone understands Bluetooth. Someone again sells that. But all these skills you have, it's just you never think about who manufactures these products or these services or what that is. There's someone behind everything. And once you change your mindset to understanding that and looking for these things out in the wild, you'll see the opportunities are endless there. I had a client before who was super passionate about animal rescue. Her dogs were her life. She worked for a firm that was more in accounting, kind of not really aligned with what she does. She was super passionate about animals, though. But she was in sales. And I told her, I'm like, well, did you ever consider getting into that industry? She's like, what do you mean? Like, well, somebody sells the dog bed, the dog toys, dog treats. I mean, you could sell that and work with different rescues to do so. And the look on her face I'll never forget because she had never thought of that. You don't have to just Google jobs and see what's out there. You can network with companies. If you have a few companies you're super passionate about, go on their website and see what they're hiring for or go on LinkedIn and see what kind of employees they like to hire. One of my other favorite examples of this is Mars Candy, which if you're not aware and don't quote me on this, but I believe they ma- they manufacture a lot of the candy in the world or chocolate, things like that. And they're a huge company. Well, funny enough, they're out of Pennsylvania or New Jersey, but I know for a fact they love to hire Penn State grads. And myself being a Penn State grad, if I did decide to enter the workforce, I would be a preferred candidate solely from my degree and where I went to school. Now, that's something you would never really think about of, oh, I guess someone does sell the manufacturing on that. I mean, someone develops every label. Somebody looks at everything. It's so funny once you look at all the products and everything that is made by someone else. So if you look at these companies, you go through it, you see what they're about. It's going to help you understand what you're getting yourself into. Now, if you're like, yeah, Angela, that all sounds great, but I don't know what skills I have to offer to anyone, then that's where you want to hire a career coach. You're never taught what other skills you have to offer, but you do. When I recruited and some of my recent examples I'll give you of clients I've worked with, I've done, I've worked with a ton of teachers and professors due to the pandemic and just wanting to get out or wanting to change industries. Well, the careers they can transition into, training and development, any type of problem solving, event management, operations management. I mean, anyone that works in teaching is very level-headed for the most part and can work in these skill sets in a corporate environment. But it's a way of how you tailor your resume accordingly. When you work with a career coach, a good career coach will pull out your strengths and weaknesses and really paint the picture for you for what options you have in your career. And what I always preach on this podcast is I don't want personal you and professional you to be two different people. I want them to be the same. I want who you are when you wake up in the morning to be the same person you are at work. Obviously, you don't want to swear and you don't want to say some things that maybe uh, run through your head on the personal side. But if you have passion projects or you have things you really like doing, find a job and find a boss and find a company that will support those. I am so sick of hearing of people and I do feel bad of people that wake up in the morning and dread their job. Do I think everyone wakes up and is like, oh, I love to work today? No, I own this company and I still don't even want to do that. But I'm still passionate about my work. My employees know they're valued. And do they love me all day every day? Absolutely not. But they are excited about their voice being heard. They feel comfortable telling me when they don't like something or they don't feel comfortable. And that's what I love about doing what I do. And at the end of the day, when you're working with a career coach, you want to ask a lot of questions. A lot of people are so afraid to ask questions or are, think it's embarrassing. And I have the same conversation every day. I'm not happy. I want to move careers. I don't know where my skills align. I just really want to get out of this, but I don't think anyone would hire me. I don't want a potential employer to not like me. Why? You're, the ball is in your court. You're interviewing a company as much as they're interviewing you. You need to have the confidence to do that. You need to understand where your skill set aligns that will work with another company or another industry. You do not have to stay in the same role your whole freaking career at all. If you go to college and you figured out that's what you want to do and you end up staying that route, good for you. That's awesome. And I love when people do that. But the realistic end of this is a lot of people change. How at 18 years old, when you graduate high, 17 or 18, when you graduate high school, how you're supposed to pick what you want to do for the next 50 years of your life? Excuse me? I You heard my story that I changed career paths multiple times, but that's okay. It's kind of hilarious that that was the ideology before. And why is it looked down upon? I know in my early 20s, I changed so much my personality. I never envisioned being on a podcast. I used to be very shy, very, you know, sit in the back. I don't want attention on me. And obviously that's changed that I run a podcast. But I took ideas and ran with it. And that's what helped me get to where I wanted to be today. At the end of the day, you just want to have conversations. Just talk to people. Talk to people that are smarter than you, that are doing better than you. Talk to everyone. You cannot be this person that just thinks you know everything, you're not going to be successful. And I mean, are there some successful people that act like they know anything and are not the kindest? Absolutely. But when you're continuously learning, you're always open to conversations, you will learn so much and find that light bulb that goes off and says, ah, this is what I want to do. Now, if you're sitting here listening to this and you're saying, hmm, well, I have a few things. I either have a passion project or I have a lot I'm looking to do I've had clients that work in foster care or came from the foster care system that wanted to get into that more I've had clients like I talked about the animal rescue you can take the personal side of you and make that into a career you want to just map it out why are you interested in this career what are your options within this career and who do you know that you can connect with I believe I've talked about this on previous episodes, but the simplest thing you can do when people are saying, oh, how are you doing, Angela? What do we always say? I'm good. I'm fine. Great. How are you? No. Start reframing and saying, hey, I'm considering changing careers or, oh, I've been exploring what my other career options are. What's followed up with that? Oh, no way. Tell me what. Tell me more about that. I'd love to hear about it. And that opens the door to opportunity. Maybe someone you're talking to is connected with someone else that's a hiring manager at a company you love and adore. Great. I had a client the other day who is obsessed with Patagonia very much, would love to work for them. He just lives, breathes, eats the brand. So I told him, well, who have you networked with? Why are you passionate about the brand? Talk to me on that. I showed him how to find people that work at the company he can network with. And he never thought to do that. And you're not ever taught how to do that. Again, you are said, stay in your lane, don't rock the boat, and don't change careers. I want you to do that, though. You have to be happy in your career. You'll have better mental health. You'll have better work-life balance. And it will just ooze into every side of your life. Something else that works out when you're like, "Mm, I don't like the online networking thing. I'm more of an in-person networker or like to do it live go to networking groups or events. You do not have to be a business owner to join networking groups. That's something I learned a few years too late. But now I'm a part of, what, four, three or four of them? And I had started going when the Resume Rescue is my side business, long before this podcast was even thought of or even a thing. But you learning from other people or understanding what they do is huge. Nobody knows the ins and out of every career. Sure. Do I as a former recruiter and hiring manager and now resume writer? I will tell you I know a freaking lot. I know enough to be dangerous about a little bit of everything here. But there's still facets of people I don't even know. And I have no problem putting my pride aside and just asking questions. I'll never forget when I was a technical recruiter and we were learning about AI and blockchain and everything. I'm like, I don't understand this. And I always had it in my head that I didn't want to come off as stupid. But I knew nothing about this. I was like, what is IoT, Internet of Things? I don't understand any of this. And if you're listening to this episode and you're like, I don't even know what that is, that's okay. I learned from my experience by asking questions. I still ask candidates questions. I talk to them through their experience, and that's where I gather so much information. I learn from TikTok. I learn from LinkedIn. I look at things. I do my research even now to this day, and that's what makes me dangerous. Dangerous to understand all that is out there. But a lot of people just don't want to come off as stupid, and then they stay in these roles because it's easier to. It's like a bad relationship. It's so much easier to just stay. You've already put in your time. Why would you want to start over? But anything good in life is not easy. And if it is great, good for you, go play the lottery. But most things aren't. And the longer you wait to move roles, the longer you deal with the things, the longer you just like, hey, it's not that bad. It's not horrible. The harder it is to transition. I just had a client the other day who said, oh, yeah, I should have left 12 years ago. 12 years ago? You grew a middle schooler. Your job you stayed in for 12 years too long is a mini adult. Like what? That's crazy to me. But you wait and you put it off and you put it off and you put it off and you put it off. It's going to be so much harder for you. And then that's added stress on top of your really crappy job you already have. So why not take the time? If you're a notebook, if you're a pen and paper person, write it down. If you're a Google Doc or notes on your phone, Microsoft Office does not matter. Voice messaging, oh, love doing that too. But you want to map out what you're considering. Most people don't take the time to understand what they want or understand what their career options could be there. Or maybe you had this awesome idea for a product, a service, a career, Anything, but most people think about it and it goes right out the door. Whether you leave a store, whether you get up and leave, you get in your car, most people don't sit down and think through it. Oh, Angela, I'm too busy. I can't do it. No way, no way, no way. You can spend 10 minutes a day doing this. Put it on your freaking calendar. I have a block on my calendar every single day when I remember to do it of socials. Post on social media. Reach out to this person. My ADD needs that. That's okay. But I make it a point to sit down and brain dump to understand what I'm doing. I'm Getting back into reading. But we spend so much time saying, oh, I'm too busy or I don't do this. I'm not saying you need to work all day every day and you always need to be productive because I don't agree with that. I also do a lot of kind of my brain dumping on stuff for social media while I'm watching a show that I don't really need to pay attention to. I have my nice, relaxing shows that I liked because I can't sit still, hence the ADD. But I will sit there and network on LinkedIn, or I will sit there and do things that I need to get done and create the space for that. Or if you're in your core work there, remember, you can't push aside your personal development. You can spend a few hours a month doing this. And think of how far you'll come a year from now. And if you're listening to all of this and you're like, great, Angela, you make it sound so easy. What if the employer doesn't see value and is just like, oh, I don't like this person? A great employer will understand why you transition careers and value your multifaceted experience. I always preferred candidates who worked in different industries and had that different rapport of knowledge there. It just really showed to me. But as I continue to wrap up this rant... As you all know, I'm a ranter. Just do yourself the favor. And if you're not happy in your career, your partner's not happy, a friend, a family member, transition careers or do the bare minimum and do the freaking research to figure out what you can do. Your opportunities are endless. We are in the digital age where you can find anything out online. And I want you to do that. And remember, if you're not confident in this, you need a career coach, or you don't know if a career transition makes sense to you, sign up for a free consultation. I'd be happy to walk through and understand what works best for you. Thank you again for tuning in for another episode of That's Business. If you're looking for a career change and you're not sure where to start, The Resume Rescue can help. Sure, there's no such thing as the perfect fit for everyone, but here at The Resume Rescue, we're on a mission to find the perfect solution for you. Whether it's changing careers, updating a resume, learning LinkedIn, or practicing interviewing, we have you covered. Find us online at theresumerescue.com and find all of our contact info in our show notes.